Welcome back to another episode of Epsilon Reporting on air, on air, on air, on air. All right, and we're back with, uh, I'm joined with two guests today. How you doing, June? Good, how about you? Good. And Sophia? Hello. Nice, nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, tonight we're going to talk about... uh, uh, comparison culture, uh, possibly focus on uh, women comparison culture, men comparison culture, and comparison culture in general. Um, so in that case, I, I do have a few thoughts, but uh, let one of you uh, start off. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on comparison culture? Um, that it's certainly something that's prevalent. Um, I think it contributes to a lot of mental illness and like feelings of inadequacy, just mm. in general. Okay. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, to kind of like define it, what would you define it as? I'm trying to think of how to concisely describe it. Um, you can just cut out the thumbs and the um, pauses. Yeah. This is also just yoga. Second. Just give me a second. <laughs> Actually, keep that in. <laughs> and make it sound demonic. Yeah. Give me a second. Uh, add like a reverb to that section. Oh, this turns into a very weird podcast. Um, I think I would define it as like just um, compare, like seeing all the pictures and stuff on Instagram of people like posting the best parts of their lives and you or everyone comparing their lives to that. You know, like the beautiful pictures on Instagram or like people talking about their newest job and like there's just so much of it that it becomes impossible to not compare yourself to other people i think that uh i think that's great um also the effects i think that's great what you were saying june um at the at the core of it i think it's fomo the fear of missing out and so when you uh, i think there's like overarching conceptual FOMO at least uh, as it uh, embodies comparison culture which is like event life event life speed life rhythm and uh, so if someone's like really happy in uh, in photos like you were mentioning uh, online uh, if they see people that are simply happy they start to the fear of missing out on why are they always happy I also think that uh, there's a an issue with possibly a feature let's call it a feature uh in silicon valley if there's like a glitch or anything in apps they don't call it a glitch they call it a feature but uh so there's a feature with humanity which is that uh we are so good at making a complete story with such limited information that we have and about like pretty much everything like right now i feel like you grasp the the tangible universe like, uh, you, at least functionally, you live through it, you move through it. And if you're like, do you understand kind of where you are in the universe? Something like that. Most people at least would say yes. In actuality, they know very little about like the forces that govern it, even position of like where they are on a globe, let alone like a solar system, let alone a galaxy. Mm-hmm. So with very little information, we build a complete story. And I think with uh, exposure to the internet and uh, even outside of the internet, like just small interactions with people, we build a complete model of what they and their life must be like. Mm -hmm. And so when we see people that vacation, basically there's, there's a spot in our brain, which is like, what do they do with their time? They vacation. 
and if we found out more stuff about it that would slip over and be half vacation half waiting in line at a drive through smoking pot with friends something like that whatever they post about mm-hmm. and but until they do that it's governed mostly by vacation or mostly by what mostly uh, people share online which is positive stuff mm-hmm. so they only have that and then naturally we are hardwired to compare ourselves to that because we uh, I think like evolutionarily it served a purpose which was that if you were like not tilling enough and uh, you looked over at your neighbors and they had like an amazing plot of land and like a ton of plants growing you would on some level be like what am I doing wrong and you would seek out Mm -hmm. what you're doing wrong and uh, so I think that's one version of it conceptual uh, FOMO and then the other one is like physical FOMO which is that we can only occupy one space at a time and with one particular look so um, I like and I, I am guessing I go on a crazy limb here and say we might talk about this later but like body dysmorphia and like people's looks are a huge bit of comparison culture but also um, even like people's slightest decisions I did this at work and you might even be happy about what you did at work but because you can't occupy both uh, both possibilities at the same time you already know what one possibility leads to you don't know what the other one does and so there's a part of you that like the human brain loves mystery it loves it rather it hates not knowing and so you're like what oh i should have done something different Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to get comfortable with the choices you've made Mm -hmm. so as you can tell i have thought about this a bit (laughs) so that's my rant um, what do you, I guess, uh, if you have anything you want to add to that, or what do you think can be done to alleviate some of that? I guess, actually, mm. before, before we answer that, uh, what are your experiences with, uh, basically, not necessarily FOMO, but comparison culture? Um, goodness, I, I feel like I've had, I don't know. Yeah, this is a lot harder than I thought. I'm in a weird headspace for this, but it's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's weird. I feel like I'm, like, just coming out of a depressive episode right now, too, Mm -hmm. which is, like, maybe that's good for talking about this, because that's probably kind of why. I ask you, and you're like, Um, everything. I fucking hate everything. Yeah, a little bit. Coming out of that space. Uh So, um, yeah, just... Uh, For me, it's a lot of comparing myself to my past self, and Mm -hmm. that I didn't measure up to the person that I thought that June would be like I Mm. was going to be a doctor and all of I had this ridiculous life planned out for myself and that's just not really who I am and it could be who I am but Mm. it's just not the path that I took and yeah I like what you said about making choices also that it's so hard to make a choice because there's so many options out there and could be okay with that (laughs) that's fascinating uh because I was I have like kind of my own prepared response which is that I think the answer to get over it is to compare yourself to who you were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you first said that, I was like, well, yeah, that's spot on. But that's that's fascinating. You weren't comparing yourself to who you were. You were comparing yourself to who you thought you would have been at the same point. Mm. And so that's like a little self-referential. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. How do you, um, but I bet like in so many ways and in, in so many like hardships that your younger self couldn't, 
uh, expect uh, or predict, you've gotten over those uh, possibly way better than your past self would have expected you to. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally. pretty much not functional at that time. I would mm. say, like, as a teenager, like, I had these huge plans, but I really couldn't interact socially. I was too afraid to take any kind of risks. I applied to, like, two schools, mm. and, like, I just couldn't have made that life possible. But now I'm a totally different person. I'll take risks. I'll do something like this that feels scary, even though yeah. it's really just talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I always get nervous about <laughs> podcasts. Like, I've done, like, three now with kids, and I'm always like, I don't know. I don't have nothing to say and then that's fine <laughs> I know but, uh, <laughs> this is totally off topic but the whole like being a woman and being afraid to take up space too mm-hmm. I think is a huge part like nothing that I have to say I really has value yeah like in comparison to what's out there that's I guess that's comparison also just yeah. that there's so much amazing information and stories out there it's like what do I have to say that can contribute to that like not yeah. that's a really point. Yeah. learning to take yourself seriously yeah, yeah. I think women a lot are taught that uh you have to be soft-spoken and like not speak up too much or really like out of turn and I think we should challenge that more Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel it differently than me uh but I do also (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, anal no okay Uh, so um I don't know if you feel uh the whole like fear of being wrong or being like fact-checked uh not necessarily even like fact-checked but just like like thought as being stupid or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. I have definitely felt that way, yeah. It, I've gotten over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right I, now. Since happening the beginning like, of time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I, I still, like, definitely struggle with that, um, especially with comparison culture. Mm. And I've been really... I have barely been on Instagram and not really on Facebook too much. I miss the memes, but it's not mm. worth it. <laughs> Yeah, really. I feel like that's almost part of the depression that I've been experiencing is I go to that for relief and then it just makes it worse. So yeah, no, totally. Really it kind of like reaffirms. It's like that confirmation bias where you're like, you're depressed and you're already thinking really negative thoughts. So you turn to Facebook so it can like reaffirm what you think about yourself. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, it's so fucked. It's such a fucked up feedback loop mm-hmm. i wish like with facebook you could select like what you wanted and then would have to like set up some sort of a timer for i will not get this in my feed like like for instance like a bubble for friends experiencing like uh seeing what's on a friend's feed and basically you can tailor it to only get memes mm. that'd be kind of cool yeah that would be really you, nice. like skip everything else but like force <laughs> yourself to because i know a lot of times people can be like i'm only gonna look at memes yeah but it's like so tempting to go somewhere else so it'd be cool to like maybe answer a 10 page quiz that you set for yourself uh and then like basically just making at least this works for me because deep down i'm super lazy mm-hmm. but like an effort hurdle that I, like if i set up 10 questions and i have to answer all of them i'm like fuck it i'll do it later yeah that would be so yeah. nice i think that would be helpful and i but I've, I don't know, I've talked to so many people, especially women, that, like, they look up their exes or old toxic friends. And I've done that, too. And I still struggle with that. Like, I'll do that from time to time. I'm like, I'm so curious. I know I shouldn't, but I'm so curious what's going on in their life. It, it's, it's kind of, like, the beauty of social media is that you can figure out anything at any time. Like, uh-huh. what is this person doing at, right now? Mm-hmm. But and you would have never been able to do that in the past. Like you're done with this person, they're out. You know now it's like you can know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, I, it's not. I don't think it's worth it again unless you do have great self control, 
and you're able to just look at the memes. But I think from what I've heard from many of my friends, anecdotal evidence, uh, it's just not really possible. It's just not sustainable to do that unless we've changed social media completely. Like you said, the 10 question thing, Mm -hmm. like as a barrier to that would be great. It's like type in your ex's name and then it won't let you change the criteria to look them up again for like a year or two or yeah. something that would be cool That'd or be cool. what's what's even worse than that is this is totally off topic but like somebody that you're casually dating and all of a sudden you know their whole life story yeah. and it's like oh i'm really interested or like eh, not so much <laughs> like they could be a really great person but based on one thing they said two years ago it's like eh. yeah yeah totally yeah i've i definitely feel that and also um like i've dated people where I look them up extensively and then I don't want to say anything like that would give me away that I stalk them <laughs> and it's like too early like I need to ask them to prompt it because I'm like too excited you know for, for me to know everything about them <laughs> so I'm just like okay come on tell me about your brother and his girlfriend and then her cousin Angela and you know yeah, and you're like what she does how was uh, so tell me how was CU Boulder and they're like what and you're like I, I I mean, like, my uh, syntax is off. Like, see you, boulder. I see the boulder. See you. <laughs> oh <my laughs> You're, like, trying to play it off. Yeah. They're, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> also, about, like, the um, kind of touching into performance anxiety, the, like, whole, ooh, this, like, talking on a podcast or whatever. You, Sophia, are great. I love you. Uh, but when I try to get you to show up in a short and, like, I film, you just, like... <laughs> get really weird you channel like a duck mantis or something you're like i'm on i'm being filmed it's super weird i can't be on camera i can totally be behind camera though that's my favorite yeah Yeah, you're a good camera lady you're you're like a vampire except not showing up in mirrors you just act super wonky on camera that's how you can detect a sophia They're like, pick out the Sophia in the room, but you they'll all be on camera. Out of a lineup. I have a lineup a of crime. clones. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> we'll cut this out because they can't see me acting it out. Yeah. So. Maybe if they have like, I wonder if you did a podcast with enough like speakers playing it back and also enough microphones to like accurately pick up spatial sound. If like the daredevil could watch podcasts, like the daredevil superhero. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? I guess I'll I don't know. I'm not following. <laughs> so, do you? Oh my god! Do you guys know what the Daredevil's? Uh, no, I don't is? know what he does or who no. he is. Oh, so he like <laughs> he's blind basically. That's oh, it. he's yeah. blind. And uh, he his hearing is outrageous. Like if uh, someone throws something across a room, it'll like ding, and then the sound waves. He can like see the room based on where he's at. So. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I had, I'm glad that you explained that because yeah. I did not know that. I think I've seen it on Netflix, like the commercial or something. I did the uh, obligatory uh, name drop, and now I can uh, tag Marvel or DC. Well, now I did both of them, so I'll tag this both is, of them. This is a sponsored <laughs> Marvel podcast. <laughs> Marvel signs up on all of this, <laughs> especially my views on race. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But uh, also, so I love your uh, your response when I asked you uh, if you wanted to do the podcast, and you're like, uh, "That's scary." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, is that like a new thing that you've been doing, or probably in the past couple of years, I nice. would say. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I I immediately yeah. told Sophie, I'm like, "Wow, 
What? I need, I know. A, I need a be more like June. No. Yeah. <laughs> I also felt the same way. I've well, been trying just, to implement that more. It's just, it's easy for life to kind of get boring and like, bleh, and I don't know. You just, I feel a lot more alive when I do things that scare me. I yeah, do something totally. um, where I will, uh, if I'm in a moment, I'm kind of like pretty bored. Not not like every moment, but just like certain moments kind of bored. And uh, I'll be like, do I want to have this as a bored moment or do I want to like remember this? Go up, tell a joke on stage or tell a poem on stage or something like that for an open mic night but mm-hmm. that I've never done before. Something like that. And um, also kind of in that same line, if... Uh, if someone's asking for volunteers like uh, they do that a lot at work like uh, uh, positioning statements or how you would bring up this or how you would say no to this and um, whenever they ask for volunteers like I maybe it's just me again but I feel like a bunch of people like shrink to like oh god no yeah. hey, you don't make eye contact or anything uh-huh. oh, and then you get called out yeah but, totally um, so I they were like last call anyone else does anyone else have anything else to add and then I'm like I want to be the type of person that adds stuff, not some, some like passive individual. And, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of in line with part of that mantra. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were, uh, saying a bunch of stuff about, uh, social media. It sounds like you have a vendetta against <laughs> social media. Just lately. I feel like I've really benefited from not using it as much. I'm mm. trying to at least take a long break from it mm. soon. I'm kind of transitioning off of it, but. I think that's huge. Just in general, I wish more of us, like, produced more than we consumed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Facebook is just, like, like a feeding nozzle of just information that really has no bearing on your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not adding really anything. Mm. It's nice to see what people are up to, but I don't know. It's like that whole thing about if you... You, if you really were that good of friends, you would just message them or call them and see, say, what are you up to? You know, like, yeah. I, I kind of am missing more of that, like, real connection with people, so. Yeah. And with that, like, whole FOMO for me hits closer to home than, like, comparison culture. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, like, scrolling through Facebook and saw, like, someone was in town and they're hanging out with friends and uh, they hung out with one of my friends and I was like, it looks like there was a get together. Why wasn't I at that get together? And it was like dead on FOMO. As like I was, I was probably off doing something fun, like totally. hiking or on a long drive or something like that. And um, yeah, I just like felt that. And it, I, I think I was low on sleep. And there's like a lot to be said for uh, being set up for success. Mm-hmm. And uh, but possibly because of low sleep or a ton of other things, I just like felt like my brain chemistry was uh, vulnerable. And so I just felt like just down uh, for a, a bit of time. And I, I started like going down these weird rabbit holes of like, I what my friends are doing without me. And then like the whole questioning of like, I wonder, I wonder how much they've made. like just weird thoughts. And then I was like, I would never have granted my uh, mental uh, uh, chemistry was off. Uh, probably that led me down to that area because normally I'm able to like engage with a thought and then immediately disengage and be like tight. And then just go and do yeah. my own stuff. That was bullshit. Bye. Yeah. That's such a skill. And, uh, and uh, but yeah, that time I wasn't, I was like, I wouldn't have even experienced that if I wasn't scrolling through Facebook or yeah. anything like that. And I think uh, so many things are like that. It's it's a paradox or catch 22, whatever you want to call it, that you want to know more about people's lives. But then I, I think probably before you can get out of the comparison culture or 
FOMO, uh, you have to like be able to not take everything personally. You have to like de-learn the skill uh, that almost seems to be hardwired in a lot of us to anything that happens, we compare it to ourselves. Uh, like even, I'm not talking about good stuff. I'm talking about like that explosion that happened in Lebanon. Like, geez, I'm glad I wasn't in that explosion. I'm like, mm. I, I'm glad I have that thought. But at the same time, I wish I was like, holy crap, how, how many people got hurt? Uh, what happened? Like there were so many other questions that if I had, if I was, if I could design my own character in a book, I would have asked first uh, or thought of first before mm-hmm. thinking of, man, I'm glad I wasn't there. Just so many things that happened. I'm like, wow, I'm glad that's not me, or holy crap, that, that must be me. It's like, what the hell, I'm not uh, Kenton-centric. And um, <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, and definitely in like Western culture too, it is really emphasized to be more individualistic. So I think that's really common for people to just, most of the time, think about themselves. I don't think it's a bad thing to think about yourself first. In a lot of instances, like you have to take care of yourself first, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that it makes it makes sense that you had that thought. Yeah, but yeah, I wasn't necessarily breaking out the cat of nine tails and like whipping myself, but uh, oh, not yet. I was close. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> but uh, and you said something earlier that was really interesting about the um, like as a woman, the whole like taking up as little space as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me about your journey of like unlearning that or still working through a lot of Oh, it's still so prevalent in my life. Like I feel so small all the time. Um, I'm just working on breaking out of it. Mm -hmm. What makes you feel big? Um, Dancing, singing, I think being creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think eventually doing that probably around other people or in front of other people. Were you saying that like doing that around other people is a way to like get out of it or just that that's one way that you feel large i guess a little bit of both yeah. I, I think that's huge i think um i'll do that a lot like uh any kind of if i feel really good like on the on the ball whatever humans say i'll try to like meditate on that feeling and be like how can i carry this with me with you dancing singing doing artistic stuff with people you're like trying to learn how to carry that mm-hmm. that energy with you further out of just those very isolated examples mm-hmm. something like that yeah, I think those are also like really big things to get out of it I would like to work towards having more sustainable feelings mm-hmm. um, I'm just such an extremist like I'll go from one end of the spectrum to another and just trying to feel like just a general I mean I've been more balanced throughout time for sure but you just want to feel okay is that too much to ask for? yeah just content would be good yeah yeah, yeah. just peace I don't yeah. know <laughs> I just think like <laughs> no, um, I just think my mom probably instilled it in me as a kid just to like she was very traditional and was really into like older movies and the old fashioned way of being a lady. So she was like, You need to cross your legs or like, you know, never have your legs wide open which is good. But like, you know, like how men can sit with their knees open. Like she taught me how not to sit and things like that and um and I think that immediately just teaches you not to take up a lot of space. You kinda of just learn to fold in. Mm. <laughs> so I think just body language alone was was big and then just seeing like how my brother could be loud and messy and I couldn't be as messy and loud Mm. and it wasn't as excusable. So I think just things like that, that are rooted in our childhood kind of can still mess with us as we get, we get older. So I'm still 
working on that. I've always been known to be really, like, I don't know, people have told me that I'm pretty chill, and people have been like, oh, I want to see you mad. That would be funny to see you mad. Like, just because they, ne- they never saw me get riled up. Mm. And I'm like, now I'm challenging myself. Like, I'm like, it's fine if I get mad, because, like, I'm already at such a, I guess, chill bar that, mm. like, even if I am a little mad, people usually can't tell. Mm. They just think I'm, like, maybe a little more passionate or something. So yeah. maybe I can, like, kind of correct a bit more than... I think. Yeah, I like overcorrect or something. Yeah, so. That's funny. I've been told that too. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> that would piss me off if I was like mad and someone's like, wow, you seem so passionate right now. It's like, well, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it originates with our childhoods too, that it's an old paradigm for sure that our parents mm-hmm. raised us with. Like my mom's thing, she was a teacher and was out in the community. So before we went anywhere, it was don't do anything to embarrass me. Uh, so that was be quiet. Don't yeah. be weird. Cause you guys are weird. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Especially my sister. She, uh, my sister's spirit could not be broken. So yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, um, it was weird. My, like, first thought, I, I like, never thought that uh, girls had to, like, sit differently or posture had to be differently or anything. And I think that also shows with mine. Like, sometimes I'll stand with, like, a canted hip or something like that and just, like, something that you could say looks a little bit more feminine. But uh, I'm just like, eh, I'm comfortable this way. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So I might be out of the loop of uh, stereotypical postures. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that... Uh, getting a little nerdy here but uh with fallout uh there's like stuff called power armor which like covers every part of your body and i could tell the difference between women in power armor or men in power armor because as the character models would sit on a bench the women would sit like this and the men would sit like this Uh, and it was just weird it was like exactly what you were saying like take up little space i'm like oh there's for sure a chick under there yep yeah it's so it's so weird too because i I kind of get it, like, I, I don't know, it's hard, it's weird to talk about, but, like, why would the knees open make a huge difference? Because it's, like, are you, you're, like, inviting people into you? I think so, I but think like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, you must be pure and yeah, not, like, like close too up. suggestive. But, like, men also have genitals down there, you know, so are they, like, inviting stuff, or, I guess, well, men are less likely to be, Don't like, me. yeah, I can't to tell me. You know? Who are you inviting into this house? No. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it's kind of silly. I get it. Like women are at more risk, but it, I don't know if it is necessarily a safety thing as much of a, like, don't be a whore thing. So yeah, I would like to read into it. That's all I'm saying. It I makes just want to see it. <laughs> it. That brings back a memory of at the gym one time, you know, those hip adductor things where you oh, your legs yeah. out and in. Mm-hmm. This guy came up to me and he's like, you know what I call that machine? I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, Please don't tell a me. A yes and no machine. Like, goddamn. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> how, wait, how old were you? I was probably my freshman year of college. Yeah, oh, okay. in college gym. But still, that's yeah. so shitty. Oh my god. Were you like, that's pretty cool? I, or like. I probably didn't react, yeah. but like, just made a face. It's <laughs> a little horrified on the inside. Ugh. Or like that nervous laugh. That's another thing that I, when, I, when a man makes me very uncomfortable, I just kind of like nervous laugh it off instead of like, that was wildly inappropriate. Do yeah. not say that to me. Yeah, which I need like, to work on. 
Yeah. It's it's hard, though, because it's, like, it's that whole thing where you can't tell the truth to a guy because sometimes you're worried that they're going to be aggressive or yeah, something. Yeah, because so. there's a good chance they will be. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Or you, like, always have to be polite and, like, uh-huh. let them down easy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh... Say, I have a boyfriend instead of I'm not interested because they respect a yeah. man more than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, this this gets into where I don't know. I feel like a surprising amount of men would take like, no, I'm not interested. Good, or like they would take it well, as humans say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, I guess and I'm sure both of you have had that experience. Like, oh no, I'm not interested. And then they like keep trying because they think it's like a '50s bowling movie. Mm, and yeah. Like, oh, by the end of this night, she'll say yes. Something like that. Yeah. It's just. I mean, I I agree. I think a lot. There are a lot of great guys obviously but uh that would would be fine All men but are it's liars also and yeah <laughs> yes no um i think it's just that small percentage where we've had really bad experiences where we're like we don't want to be triggered again or like mm-hmm. bring that up again because it's just another thing to have to work through yeah in therapy <laughs> i i mean most of the time though it's been like small things like guys are like okay fuck you then or something and i'm like yeah I hate that, and it's it's just annoying, and it's like, I'd rather just not even have to deal with any of that, although I do think I could probably just be like, no. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a weird system. Like, no one wins. One of our uh, friends was telling us a story about her friend that uh, she's, like, really good at it, and, like, actually possibly, like, uh, she's pretty aggressive, and she's just like... No, get the hell away from me. And the guy's like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. And he, like, doesn't make eye contact or anything. Yeah. I'm going to grab you a chair. Is that... Uh, that is uh, Jade's friend. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like the most common thing or response that I've gotten is, oh, I wasn't trying to hit on you. Like, what are you thinking? It's like, that was very clear. Oh, uh, that's so know. stupid. Oh, my gosh. That's weird. That's, like, the equivalent of, um... Thanks, it was just a joke. Thank you. Uh, or get at a Here's jail like, free I card. Get a chair there go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when uh, in school, I would like make fun of someone and oh, kind of cringy. I was a little bit of an ass. But uh, and then they're like, they call me in and I'm like, yeah, it's just a joke. Come on, they can't take a joke. You can't take a joke. And they're like, you threw sand in his eyes. And I'm like, that's a joke. I didn't. I didn't give him the real punchline. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and earlier we were talking about, um, like, makeup and interaction with makeup and, like, if you would like makeup, if you weren't conditioned to, or, like, mm-hmm. condition is a weird word to say. I, I think, like, at the end of the day, it is right. Like, a lot of us have been conditioned a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, yeah, like, just the way you are raised. It's, it, it, it was shameful. Yeah. It, you just yeah. looked at me like <laughs> the way you were raised. <laughs> Advertising is ridiculous about that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this, there was a commercial about like shaving cream and it was this woman, a guy was about to come over and she was panicking like, Oh God, I have to shave my legs. Like God forbid. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like weird stuff like that. Like of course the, the pink tax, uh, just like feminine products are more expensive than the yeah. same thing uh, the the guy counterpart products mm. and then also um i watched a thing on uh like women's clothes and just how like thin it is and it like breaks immediately and all kind of stuff and it's like cheaper <laughs> to produce and like the the person that was presenting the video they're like 
she's like, yeah, it's a cute frilly shirt. Yeah, I'm glad it's thin. However, this is a man shirt. And she like held up a flannel and she's like, this, this you can't break. You can't destroy this. <laughs> this? And she like ripped her like flowery blouse thing in half and she's like, it's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. All that fast fashion. Yeah. It's like such a demand that we have new clothes every season or like twice a season that they have to just keep pumping in new clothes that's why yeah it's like a huge sustainable issue with like forever 21 and that's literally the only store i can think of for some reason right now but there's a lot of other ones (laughs) i only thrift shop now so i don't even remember what they're called but but you remember that one yeah, yeah. Forever, 21. Forever 21 was a big one. Yeah. H&M. Yes, H&M. Too. Thank you, yeah. It's like, hmm, oh, ch- children probably make these clothes. Maybe I should yeah. buy these. Yeah, <laughs> and they're usually not great quality. Yeah. At least the ones I've gotten. But uh-uh. I would pay more for clothes than I knew were made for children, or by made children. For <laughs> children? <laughs> yeah. Support the, the kids. <laughs> These kids have jobs. It's so cool. They're being yeah. so productive. These I'm so buttons. Proud. It took some small fingers to sew these buttons on. Yeah. Uh, that's so sad. Hey. A bit tangential, but um, I saw this like interesting thing that I was talking about uh, uh, textiles and like how like super wasteful we are and like mm. how much we make. And then I was like, I was like, why don't we just donate all of it to Africa? And I'm like. I didn't even like fully realize I'm like duh Africa has textile mills of their own that would like totally destabilize their whole deal and Mm -hmm. it is like there's so much like we flood and donate so much stuff to like sub-Saharan Africa other like developing countries and it destabilizes their textile uh, Uh, industry which that I like my response to that is I just become like no, that'd get fucky. I was gonna say I'd sell the donated goods, but yeah, that definitely I'd go to hell for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there needs to be. Yeah. So uh, to bring it around, uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> for the longest time, I was kind of was adhering to like spiritual asceticism, like just not allowing myself any kind of fanciness or like femininity. But, like, now I, I paint my nails and I get pedicures, which felt crazy at first, but it feels really good to me. And, like, same with shaving my legs. Like, for the longest time, like, it's so pointless and I for sure know that I was conditioned, but, like, I feel sexier and more confident. So, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And, like, some that's how I feel with mascara, too. Don't wear a whole lot of other makeup, sometimes eye stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, my armpits are still kind of hairy and... I feel like those are not that terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. I like the mix of, like, just doing what you're comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, like, yeah. Even though it's conditioned, like, if I feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I was kind of talking to Kenton about this earlier. Like, he kind of mentioned the whole makeup thing. I was like, I, it still just, like, makes me happy. It's, like, a meditative thing for me to do. And... And the fact that I'm just I'm just as happy not wearing it, but like some days I just really prefer to wear it. I feel mm-hmm. like that is, tells me that it's like not ruling my life. Like I don't feel like I need to wear a mask or something. Yeah. Because if it, that was the case, then I'd probably have to reevaluate it. But yeah. So that definitely has helped too. Um, and I think just staying off social media. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me, that's been really helping me. And I know some people out there probably have um, way better self control. But I would really challenge you, if you're listening, dear viewer, or listener. Uh, 
They have a lot of synesthesia. Yeah, whatever you're doing to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Eater. I. What was I saying? Get off uh, social media. Yeah, or get off social media, but also just like look within yourself. (laughs) Ask yourself, do I have the wherewithal, the inclination, fortitude, and the fortitude? (laughs) Thank you. To be able to be on social media but in just small amounts because I definitely can't at least right now I don't see myself being able to do it in small amounts I kind of just have to quit it yeah so and that's what I was going to say earlier like you you have a fervent is a fervent word if it's not a trick it is a word but what are you about to say like a fervent desire Mm. to get off of Facebook is it right yeah, score, I think so. score one for the good guys. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like any kind of alcoholic or something like that. Usually, they talk about alcohol like it's the worst, uh, or like any kind of drug. Uh, people they they talk about whatever vices they had as them being the worst because they need to internalize it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it, that that helps give you that that exit velocity, if you may, to yeah. get out of using social media. Yeah, because for them, it, I mean, it really is the worst for people that get addicted or because exactly. it, it really does nothing for, for people like that. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day that uh, I feel like the majority of self-help books have been written by people that have just recently gotten their shit together. Mm. I, th- I think that too, because it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily not helpful. But there's just so much of it that it's overwhelming. Yeah, the healthier you get, it at least at least for me, some of the early stuff that has helped me dig myself out of the the hole of anger issues or depression or overly analytical comparing myself to other people or not even fully comparing myself to other people, but just being concerned with with what people thought. I mm-hmm. uh, I've used like and established a very strong scaffolding but almost like the underground level of Seattle. I don't know if you're aware of that, but Seattle like burnt down, got rebuilt, and then something else happened, and they rebuilt on top of it. So there's like a whole underground city in Seattle, mm. and most people don't know about it. That's kind of like my psyche now, is if you're like, what what helped you get out of that hole? I'd be like, I don't know, man. I just didn't worry about what they thought. And yeah, <laughs> I'm just happy now. And it like, I wish I had written down like almost every challenge I conquered every hurdle I got over Mm -hmm. something like that and how I got out of that and if uh, not to change the subject drastically but if uh, you're willing to uh, and comfortable to get into it I know you said that you're in a kind of depressive state and you're recently getting out of it Mm -hmm. Um, is there something that you notice that helps you get out of it um well I think now I notice when it's happening before it's too far that I can't really do much about it Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's just, like, two weeks of not really doing the self-care that I typically do. Um, like, exercise and eating well. Like, I'll eat whatever I want. Like, maybe drink more alcohol than I should. Just small little things that when I don't stay on top of it, my state of mind plummets. And then all of a sudden I'm there. I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to shift it and mm-hmm. do the things that I know work. Yeah. That's cool I'm that you that. catch that. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope I'm coming out of it. I think so. <laughs> That's a good first step, though, just being able to identify and, like, stop those thoughts in their tracks, Uh kind of. Yeah, that's what it's, like, fiery thoughts, like, just so many thoughts nonstop. Like, I'm trying to meditate again. It's so hard to do. It's crazy. It's so simple and so easy, but it's 
not for whatever reason. Yeah. I feel that so often, like with anxiety <laughs> or something like that. I'll be like, like my first break, I'll come upstairs and uh, Sophia's like, how you doing? I'm like, oh man, I'm anxious. I don't feel good. I'm having a weird day. On lunchtime, I come up and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, hi, I'm still anxious. I, oh, I don't feel good. I, I just wish this day would end. Come up on my uh, last break and I'm like, yeah, I feel good. I, uh, I remember that I should breathe and uh, it's such a simple step and I always forget it. And uh, yeah, now I feel good. I'm having a good day. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell? And so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good that you catch that. Yeah. And you also like reestablish that self-care as soon as you can. And I think it's also accepting that I don't feel great and being okay with it. Because usually yeah. I'll like kind of punish myself for like, how did you do this to yourself? And it's just a lot harder to come at yourself with a place of compassion. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I've been dealing with that too. Just kind of accepting that sometimes you're not going to feel good and you're and it's not about just like constantly trying to get out of it which I felt like in the past I just had to fight it tooth and nail but now it's it's just like when I just accept it it goes away a lot faster yeah I'm able to like sit with the feeling so well I'm also (laughs) I'm also a big proponent of um like right now evaluating right now yeah almost imagine that you're like a spirit that came into this body right now you know all the facts that took place mm-hmm. what are you going to do to get out of it what are you going to do to ameliorate the situation because i think a lot of times and i do this all the time and i see it around uh, the people i love and care for is that they start to fix a problem but carrying uh like half the weight they're carrying is just shame that they got into that problem mm-hmm. and that makes every next step way harder to yeah. to self-correct so I think that's that's awesome what you've been doing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because when you come to the moment, like there's nothing wrong. Like we're in this beautiful place right now, and mm-hmm. the temperature is nice, and we're on comfy chairs. Yeah, it's ridiculous how easy we have it right now. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's true. just uh, like reliving past memories and yeah, like living in the past or the future. But, yeah, yeah completely. Idea. Yeah, fear for the future or pain for the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I totally get that. I, I had uh, car issues, like the some sort of coolant pump thing went out on my uh, car and uh, like to help cool the inverter. And uh, it was like $600, and I just wasn't planning. I was actually planning on buying some kayaks. And then it was like, and you have to spend $600. I'm like, dang it. And um, I was telling Sophia, I, I like kind of wrestled with the just pain I get. Not even full-blown pain, just like just like sadness I had to spend $600 just randomly Uh, but at the same time I was like this happened while I'm working from home Uh, I have a job uh, that I'm working from home like all things considered there's so many other times in my life that this could have happened where it's way worse where like every day I could have been depending on a car to get myself to and from work and uh, and luckily right now I'm like, hey, yeah, keep it for however long you need mechanic, which sometimes that's dangerous to tell a mechanic take your time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that's that's huge that perspective. Just it it could go wrong. Yeah, I think there's a a bit of um. That's a double-edged sword. I think that uh, I I played with that like school of thought really. Uh, I've just implemented in like most things uh, and I found that it led a bit to complacency because almost everything I experienced I'm like eh it could be worse and then so Mm -hmm. it's I've said it in the past that like philosophies are like different paint colors and you have to like dip in each one 
to like paint your masterpiece your magnum opus if you may yeah but uh also what you were saying earlier about the um like not beating yourself up that you like did that to yourself or that you even had those thoughts stuff like that one of my like favorite stories is uh is about this lady she was like like very pure christian lady whatever and uh, just like not a violent bone in her body thought about killing her husband like just stabbing him and then it haunted her Mm. and she only thought about stabbing him for like weeks and uh and (laughs) the moral of the story is basically the reason why she did that is because she didn't accept that thought as wow that was weird what a what a twist and then let it pass instead she was so horrified that she was capable of that thought Mm. that it just existed in her psyche for the next few weeks sounds like an intrusive thought that just got way out of hand yeah and she probably didn't know that it was normal to have those thoughts yeah exactly she didn't forgive herself for doing it because i used to have thoughts not well yeah, when I was, like, in high school, I'd have intrusive thoughts about, like... I mean, sometimes they were violent. Usually they were just really weird. Um, but, like, I would be like, wow, I am really fucked up. I'm going to have to go to the mental hospital for a long time. They're going to have to lock me away because I don't know what my brain's doing. And then I, like, finally told my therapist when I like, was breaking down. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's completely normal. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was so much a relief. Jeez. I, but I've heard a lot of people, like, have gone through that, so... Uh, yeah. That is, that is crazy, though. I, I just, like, feel for that lady. Yeah. How much that would hurt to be like, I don't want to kill my husband, but why am I thinking about it so yeah. much? That, that would be like, horrible. Have a good day, sweetie. Stab him in his throat. Don't stab him in his throat. Like, <laughs> you'd probably feel that the devil was inside of you. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, I, thoughts are bizarre. Hmm. I actually had uh, intrusive thoughts uh, like a lot when I was younger, and it was also when I was like religious, and I did think I was like possessed. I thought that I would I had, think like, that yeah, spirit in me, oh. and um, I uh, I remember going through uh, Yellowstone and just like some these people were pushing their kid in the stroller. I'm like push that kid in the geyser I'm like don't push the kid in the geyser (laughs) I would think of yeah like what is the worst thing I could do right now and I would think about it and I would cringe so much internally like why I would never do that but right yeah it's like the worst I would have to like I would get home I it was a weird form of Christianity but I was like I need to watch some Disney films to like yeah, like Cleanse exercise yourself. this demon out of me like get that innocence I kind of get that though oh the joys of the trauma watching treasure planet for the sixth time really like the demons can't take it they're they're out of there oh my gosh <laughs> it's so bad yeah. <laughs> the writing is so bad yeah. no actually treasure planet's a really good movie i'm just <laughs> brought to you by treasure planet there, a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people in your comments like you get like fifty thousand views or listens on this podcast and people are like coming for me because i, I think said treasure <laughs> What are your fans called? We should call them something. The Kentines. The Kittens. No. <laughs> you, hey, cats and kittens. You should oh. say that when you, when you started your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 20, 27 people keep listening to my podcast. Like, that's the uh, reoccurring, like, there's a, a commonality with 27 mm. people listening to my podcast. That's my birth like, date. What? Wow. Oh my, it's all connected. Something's going to happen today. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just like, who are you people? Can you just reach out and tell me? But yeah. 
Uh, well, maybe they will now. It's my mom. She's made 27. Uh, like, <laughs> well, that would be sweet. <laughs> that would be kind of strange. But she wouldn't do that. Hopefully no. she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't go for the trouble. She made 27 accounts to file 27 complaints. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, report you yeah. 27 times. <laughs> oh, God. For indecent... I don't know. Podcast? Talk. Yeah, podcasting. For indecent talk. <laughs> It's like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Also brought to you by Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to be sued several times. So one time I had, uh, I had, um, one of my uh, bosses brought me like a jug from a kombucha place in, uh, San Diego. And, uh, I brought it like hiking when we went to Tin Cup Pass, uh, over by, uh, Buena Vista. Colorado and uh, I brought it with me put it on like uh, the side of the mountain took a photo of it all that stuff edited the colors to make it look great I was like this could be I think it was like the something shack I can't think of it but anyway I was like this could have uh, been a sponsor but you plan and I like tagged them and uh, they actually like shared it in their story uh, on Instagram it was really cool nice. that was a good time I think those are the moments where like social media shines Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just connecting people that would have never been connected before. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I wish more mm-hmm. social media was made for, like, projects. And uh, I, I wish, like, it would be cool if there was one designed for projects. That, like, any of your friends... Like, what if a friend uh, would, like, expire? And so you had to constantly resend friends, uh, friend requests, and, like, get connected again. And then they would, like you would have different friend groups for different projects you did. Like there would be a bunch of film students or just mm. people interested in film doing that or like yoga instructing. Uh, you're one dimensional, right? You just do yoga? Pretty much. Yeah. What about YouTube? <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing YouTube stuff. Or Pinterest. Is that a project? The people put their projects on Oh, Pinterest. I see what you mean. You're saying that's the social media that does that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Does, does Pinterest have friends or just like followers? Both. Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember. I have friends that are my followers. Yeah. Well, all my followers, followers. All my followers are my friends. Follow me. It's Sophia yeah. Michelle. I can't remember my Instagram Each handle, actually. is my best friend. <laughs> no, I thought about that once, too. Like, at social media specifically for that. Like, mm-hmm. artists and paired up with musicians. And then if you needed artwork for your album or something, connect that way. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, you yeah. barter or trade. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh, but it would be cool if they had, like, machine learning that would find selfies or, like, photos of, um, uh, like, just landscapes and delete them, auto-delete them. And then that way, like, the only photos you could really post, if it was a photo, was uh, advancements in your project, like your artwork that you've been making. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then also, like, you would post advancements in your podcast thing or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to sit down and just, I, I don't know if you do this. I'm kind of neurotic, like just always thinking about something. And so, uh, I'll like design apps or storylines or like one time on a road trip, I was super bored and I was like, what would the perfect bug be? I just spent like bug. an hour thinking about <laughs> bugs. Switching out parts. Yeah. <laughs> The head of a ladybug. <laughs> it's actually multiple heads of a ladybug. Just, Eyes all around. All oh yeah. My gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, wait, I was going to say two things before I forget. 
the first. First one. First one. <laughs> is, I think I, I heard that there is a like social media thing or app where you can pay people to do certain things. Like the, the craziest thing that you could imagine, like Photoshop me Fiber? with a golden ratio of <laughs> booty or something and people will do it. A booty? <laughs> Wait, is that it? Is that what you It is saying? fiber. Oh, okay. Is that kind of what you were saying? Kind of, but mine wouldn't be paying people. Uh, I well, but you could probably pay. You could, yeah. If you didn't have any talents. Yeah. Or if you, could. <laughs> or you didn't have any friends. I'm just like, guys, I don't have any talents or money, but I have a chicken. Or friends. That I can barter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a chicken drink. and a lot of money. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of drugs. I have, a, I have five chickens. They're winning hens. I found a bag of white powder outside of the security line at an airport. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen to someone we know. They, what? Like, they found it in, um, like, you know those dispensers for the toilet seat covers? Yeah. They found, like, a pouch of, like, just a bunch of drugs. Oh. And uh, they probably just went in there and dumped it. They just it, experimented? They didn't know. Oh. I think they actually returned it to the fucking security. Oh my god! What a bunch of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they're getting on a plane or something. Just, yeah. Yeah, you never know. So now, like, the last time I went to an airport, I was like, "Please be drugs. Please be drugs." <laughs> Fuck! It's just trash. Someone you like, just look, like, and there's just pads. Oh, actually, you're a man, so that wouldn't work. You could. We could edit. That out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look in their pads. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in the wrong place. Oh my gosh, you're like, I hit the jackpot. What's the second thing? Oh, I forgot. Damn it. Oh yeah, it just it went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I did have an idea for basically, um, not Kickstarter, uh, GoFundMe, except with time. Mm-hmm. And so basically, you would uh, pitch an idea, and you could like only for the most part. Uh, be friends with people in your area and that way it's relevant and then you would say um i want to uh go along the highway and pick up a a ton of trash and you would start a campaign people would donate it and even if they like hated your leadership style as long as you're not like hey go pick up that snake um they like had to follow it otherwise the whole system would fall apart if people like got there and like this is stupid i'm gonna go play video games but it would be cool if you donated, like, I can commit to 30 minutes of my time. You can have 30, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. No butt stuff. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't like this idea anywhere. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. I'm glad that you clarified. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, boss. <laughs> I hate that I can't remember, but maybe we'll just uh, add it in later. Yeah, we'll just you, like just your voice, <laughs> hey your guys, whispering to not I just wanted to up. tell you guys what my perfect snake would look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the really important thing I needed to tell y'all. Uh, all 27 of you. I'll just write down some random stuff that I need to do. Did I tell you my idea about uh, my to-do list? I think so. Yeah, uh, just so it's... Uh, like on your record. phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like that's the substitute for my social media. Oh. So every time like if there's just a moment where I'm kind of bored or whatever, I yeah, I also use social media to like 
I feel get out of awkward situations uh-huh. or at least like help them pass like something weird's happening I'm like eh, I'm checking my phone yeah yeah but uh <laughs> so instead of using social media I will uh, go through my to-do list which has like actual physical stuff that I have to do like yeah. uh, design something or hike some summit some mountain but also little stuff like how is a tire made and just like things like that and then I'll be like oh yeah let me google that and like what is uh uh what does Mahal mean? And then Mahal means house. Uh, stuff like that. Just looking up weird random stuff. Uh-huh. Like a little distraction journal. Yeah. Just yeah. nice. That's a really good idea. It resonates more the second time hearing it. Like, I think that's something I would actually do. <laughs> yeah, I've started to kind of follow your lead with that too. Mm-hmm. In slightly different ways, but yeah, I like that. What's that effect that politicians use where they like share just crazy outlandish shit and then like the more times they bring it up, it like makes more sense and people are like, oh, okay, yeah. It's that effect. It's I just need to Trump effect. Tell you myself. I should release three of like the same podcast and the first time people are like, eh, whatever. The next one, it like, they start warming up to it. <laughs> like, oh, that's for sure truth. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if you want, we could end this one, uh, go for a walk, depending if uh, their quality is noxious or not. Yeah. Thank you, June, for showing up. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sophia. Thanks, guys. Good night and good luck.